Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What do you mean by that? You'll find out today on The Mark Harrington Show. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work by going to createdequal.org. That's createdequal.org. As I said, Jesus made the proclamation when he said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What do you mean by that? Well, we're going to talk about it today here on the program. And my guest uh, is Andrew Karen, who's with Tiny Heartbeat Ministries, who's a partner of Created Equal. Andrew, thanks for coming to us on the show today. So Andrew is a, a former intern here at Created Equal. He launched an organization out there on the left coast in Washington State called Tiny Heartbeat Ministries. He's on the road right now with Project Truth, another partner of Created Equal, run by Don Blythe. They're good friends of ours. We work very closely with them uh, in, on the West Coast to be conducting outreach using abortion victim photography. And I wanted to bring Andrew on because uh, just like uh, ourselves here in the Midwest and elsewhere, uh, we're on college campuses right now this semester. We're doing our road trip for life, which is... Uh, traveling around to college and high school campuses, to abortion clinics. And Andrew and his organization is doing the same thing on the left coast. And just like here, we're encountering an in increase in violence, vandalism, attacks, all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is kind of the new normal. So I wanted to talk to Andrew about his tour and bring you up to speed on the West Coast efforts. So, Andrew, I've been following what you've been doing out there. Uh, you started out this week at the University of Washington, right? And then you went on to yes, sir. Uh, a couple other schools. Yesterday you were at, uh, what was that? Uh, name the schools you've been to this week. Monday we went to the University of Washington. Tuesday yep. we went to Central Washington University. Okay. And Wednesday, yesterday, we went to Western Washington University. Okay. So, you know, people might wonder, and, and I have often wondered, why bother with the left coast? Seattle, Washington, Oregon are deep blue states, very pro-abortion, hardcore Marxists, and they are unhinged. Uh, you know, I told you, Andrew, I've been to the University of Washington. It's been a very long time ago, but even back then, almost two decades ago, the students uh, staged a sit-in to try to prevent us from displaying the Genocide Awareness Project. So I'm very familiar with what you're up against, why would you focus on the state of Washington or, for that matter, the left coast? Ultimately, the reason is is because these Washington babies need a defense. Somebody Man. needs to stand up for them. And if we abandon the left coast, we're also abandoning the babies who are going to be aborted on the left coast. Well, you know, you guys have uh, you have a reputation out there, <laughs> you know, with the with the, uh, the riots. Great. Yeah, the, the riots last summer with the Black Lives Matter and they set up what was it called? Chaz, that that uh, autonomous yep. zone in in uh, downtown. Yep. Was that Portland or Seattle? I don't remember. 
That was Seattle, downtown Seattle. Okay, they all kind of blend in the same here <laughs> from our perspective. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, pretty, Even over pretty, here, pr- they blend in. <laughs> it's a pretty rough place to be doing this activism. Tell us what happened at the University of Washington the first day. You guys were displaying on Red Square, which is aptly named, I think, uh, because that's Agreed. really a pretty communist school as it is. Yeah, so at the University of Washington, we had great conversations with students. Every time we go to a campus, we have great conversations. There were some people who were not so happy with us, though. Uh, one of them threw coffee on one of our team members. Uh, a couple of them knocked down our signs. We had the police there the entire time. One girl who threw the coffee actually took one of our signs and ran off with it. So the police were able to get it back. But the students had a field day with us. Well, that's part of the problem. I mean, we don't get a lot of uh, support from the police in the law enforcement. Unfortunately, they're standing down in a lot of cases because of what happened last summer. Uh, so we're kind of on our own. What measures do you take to protect your team? Well, we have a lot of people here, fortunately. So most people, when they go after our signs, we just let them go after our signs. We follow them. We videotape them. We give them to the police. Yesterday, we had one guy, he was a trans man, throw one of our signs into the fountain. And so we videotaped him. We're pressing charges. Um, And then there's another guy yesterday at Western Washington University. um, And this particular man kicked through one of our signs and left a gaping hole in it. So uh, people, it's pretty hard to do. These are plastic signs. That's pretty hard to do. Uh, you know, it is. Um, just, yeah. just so you know, folks, a couple of things we do here, and Andrew does it as well. We wear GoPro videos. We all do. Video cameras. You call them body cams if you wish. Years ago, I don't know, it's been maybe a decade ago, I decided it was a mandatory piece of equipment because we kept getting attacked. And unless you have video, you have no case today. I mean, if there's not yep. video footage of the crime or whatever happened, the police really don't even care. And so that's why we wear them. Uh, we also document what happens on the campuses. We'll be able to create educational videos. I know you do that as well. But we are really out there. I mean, we are we are uh, risking life and limb, frankly, on these campuses. And I think even more so you are on the left coast. So at the University of Washington, you had great conversations, but you also had some typical pro-abortion uh, antics. Yesterday at Western Washington, what happened there? Well, the same thing. A lot of students got really mad, but we had a mind change. There was a man at the very beginning who came up to me, and he saw one of our pictures, uh, one of the victim photos. It was a 22-week aborted baby. And I asked him, what do you think about abortion? Do you think Mm -hmm. it's okay to kill a baby in the womb? And he said, well, I don't really know. So I looked at him, and I pointed to the sign. I said, what circumstances would make it okay to do that to a baby? And he said, I don't think any. So then I asked him, did that change your mind about abortion? And he said, yeah, it did. (laughs) Well, so even in the midst of all of this uh, craziness of the unhinged Marxists there on the left coast, you still have people change their minds. We find the same thing here when we were going out with our justice ride and our road trip. Uh, people change their minds, and it's in part because of the victim photography, but it's also because of the arguments that we're able to make. Uh, you have to have the victim photos in order to set the foundation for the debate. 
without them, people are left up to their own opinions. The pictures uh, make the case that abortion is an act of violence that kills a baby and a baby's a baby early in pregnancy. Uh, those victim, those photos do not lie. And they, they speak a truth in a moment to people who would take, you know, quite a bit of time to, to talk to them with words alone. So we combine the victim photography, that is the imagery, the visuals, along with reasoned, winsome apologetics. And I know you're committed to that there on the left coast. Where are you right now? We're at Cedar River Clinics. Let me tell you a little bit about them. The University of Washington in Seattle has the largest fetal tissue bank in the country, the largest depository of aborted baby bodies. And they get these bodies from clinics like these. Cedar River mm. Clinics is one of the suppliers for the UW. And they send the bodies of the babies after they've killed them to the University of Washington for research. And the abortionist at this facility is also on staff at the University of Washington doing research on the babies as well. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's crazy. I'm so sure that there's been against. that's your up against, you know, that it, it, that would not happen in a red state. <laughs> it just wouldn't. It might no, not even not happen even in close. a. In, in a state like Ohio, only would it be happening in the state of Washington. Has there been any attempts to bring this to, to an end or bring this abortionist or the University of Washington to justice? Are there laws on the book and books in Washington that forbid this or not? Nothing. It's very pro-abortion here. A lot of people don't even know that it's going on. Well, uh, you know, that's one reason to be out there, folks. You know, you you thought the body parts scandal only happened a couple of years ago with Planned Parenthood. No, it's going on today. It's going on at the University of Washington. It's actually going on at the University of Pittsburgh, where they're actually taking the scalps of aborted babies and transplanting them onto mice and other rodents. Uh, I mean, this is absurd. That's what's happening. Uh, and folks, if you want to support Tiny Heartbeat Ministries and the work of Andrew Karen, please go to their website. It's tinyheartbeatministries.com, tinyheartbeatministries.com, and click on the donate link there and you can support their work. These young people are going out on the front lines, battling toe to toe with pro abortion advocates. Uh, and encountering all kinds of opposition, uh, typically outnumbered everywhere they go. And as I said before, these folks are unrestrained. They are unhinged. There's no limits to what they are willing to do often in order to keep the truth from being told. So, Andrew, before I let you go here, I know you got a busy day. I want to ask you this question. You are uh, the, uh, a product, a child of a, a missionary family. You spent a lot of your time uh, overseas. In fact, uh, I don't recall exactly your story altogether, at least in detail. But you have a firm foundation in, evangel uh, in evangelism. How do you blend the two, anti-abortion advocacy and evangelism? How do you guys go about doing that? Because that is a very tough thing to do. We do it here at Created Equal. A lot of anti-abortion groups don't even want to go there. They want to leave a re religion off the table when they're talking to students. How do you yep. do it? I really appreciate that about Created Equal. And when I was on the internship, I noticed that difference 
from a lot of mm-hmm. other organizations, and I, I, I fell in love with it. Really, the way we blend the two is we simply go off of God's word. Jesus mm-hmm. says, love your neighbor as yourself. This is our neighbor, just as much as anybody else. So when somebody asks me, why are you out here? I say, because I'm a Christian. And Jesus says, when we treat the weakest of us, the most innocent of us with kindness, we're treating him with kindness. So it's a gospel issue. Rescue those who are being led away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. For if you say you did not know this, does not he who keeps watch of your soul know it? Proverbs 24, 11. It's all over in scripture. God says you shall not murder. Why is abortion wrong? Because God says you shall not murder. Right. If we're all products of evolution, we're all stardust, bumping into stardust. There's no objective standard by which we can look to to say murder is really wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just stardust bumping into stardust. But if we're yeah, created so, in the so image of God. How do you answer the question when people, and I, we find this as well, they'll say, well, what you do isn't really ministry. Uh, this isn't mission work. How do you answer that? I mean, that, for every social reformer, William Wilberforce, who abolished the slave trade, Lewis Hine, who, did the, who passed the child labor laws, and, even yeah. up to Martin Luther King Jr., right, with the, George, um, the Civil Rights Act that was passed in 1964, everybody, all the clergymen said in their time, this isn't real ministry. You're doing this political issue, but we need to get back to evangelism. We need to get back to the gospel. But the gospel affects people. And so if we let people suffer, we're really not living out the gospel. We're to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins and he rose from the dead. And that's to motivate us to action, not inaction. Well, and that's why we appreciate the work you're doing. Again, folks, go to tinyheartbeatministries.com and click on the donate link and send them a gift today. These are young people that are out there on the front lines risking life and limb, obviously risking and uh, their reputations. They're not very well liked. I mean, that's all part of it, right? That we need to be willing to be absolutely for the sake of Jesus Christ. He is first and foremost who we, we are. Uh, we are, uh, 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 you know, who we are aligned with, our Savior. And uh, I would submit that any abortion work, if done properly, will provide more opportunities to evangelize than almost any other outreach program. <laughs> because if you're on the street, absolutely, greatest sin facing America where millions and millions of Americans have either participated directly or indirectly in or are apathetic towards, you are opening the door to spiritual conversations that ultimately have to come back to the question of whether there's a God and what is the status of human beings? Are we made in the image of God? Are we created equal? So uh, this is something we encourage and train our people to do. So, Andrew, if you would, uh, appreciate your time today. Give our our audience a party word. Yeah, I'd like to share one last story with you from the University of Washington. Absolutely. A Chinese international student came up to Lucas Blevins, our creative media specialist. He's just come on full time. And this Chinese man said, my mother and I immigrated from China to to escape the one-child policy. Four of my brothers and sisters were killed in China Mm. because of this policy. 
and I'm here in America and I see the way that Americans treat their children and it disgusts me. He used that word. It's disgusting. And so he left thanking us profusely for being here and encouraging us saying, please stay. Thank you, Created Equal, for everything you've done for us. We wouldn't be here without you. Well, we appreciate there, uh, Andrew. And uh, like I say, folks, be praying for uh, Andrew and his team and Don Blythe and Project uh, our Project uh, Truth out there, Project Truth. We're on the left coast in California, Washington, Oregon, spreading the truth about abortion and the saving message of Jesus Christ. Uh, there are very few people like Andrew in the country. We need more of them. That's one of the things Created Equal is committed to. So, Andrew, thanks for uh, the great work, and we'll be praying for your uh, the rest of your tour. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. God bless you. Again, Andrew Karen with Tiny Heartbeat Ministries, a joint, uh, an, uh, uh, another partner here with Created Equal, and he's out on the left coast there at University of Washington, Washington, or Western Washington University, and today at Cedar River Abortion Clinic, which gives aborted fetal tissue, that is body parts, from aborted babies to the University of Washington to experiment on. Think about this, folks. This is the world we're living in. Almost no one knows it's happening. It goes on behind the closed doors of abortion centers that say women's center on it. Uh, This is barbaric. Uh, The judgment of God is on America for child killing, and we need to repent for that as a nation. So, again, you're listening to your Radioactives here on the Mark Harrington Show. You can pick up the show on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, That is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and others. Leave a review, if you would, and share this broadcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues. Uh, We need to get the message out uh, about the killing that's going on all across America. We are at an inflection point here in this country where you have the perfect storm of certain events coming together. You can see the storm clouds gathering right now in America because of what we have done for the last 50 years. COVID is not just happening by happenstance. It's happening for a reason. And the clampdown of the government, taking away our civil liberties, our right to conscious, uh, conscious rights, our right to privacy are being stripped away. And I believe this is all part of God's hand being removed from America because of the shedding of innocent blood. A nation that sheds blood has no future, literally. It has no future because they're not, our, our people are not having children. But the nation has no future because the shedding of innocent blood is prohibited by God when he said, thou shalt not murder. It's an attack on the uh, the image of God directly. Uh, and that's something that we have tolerated now for almost 50 years. I'd like to turn to a passive passage of Scripture that speaks to this today. And that is found... In 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, we know 1 John is the chapter uh, or is the is the book on love. Uh, and I want to read this because I think this really hones in on 
the issue, and that is, do we love our neighbors as ourselves? Do we love our born neighbors, and do we love our pre-born neighbors as ourselves? Because if we love our neighbors, then we can make the claim that we love God. Now, let's read this together. It says, we love because he first loved us, and that's a reference to Christ on the cross, that he laid down his life for us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And the point is that uh, if we don't love our neighbor whom we have seen, we cannot love God whom we have not seen. And that extends to the preborn in this way. And that is because of what created equal does in others, like our friend Andrew Karen, by displaying the imagery of abortion, by representing the victims visually, uh, by putting a face on them uh, with the displaying of their broken bodies. Americans now have seen our preborn neighbors. They've also seen our preborn neighbors in ultrasound imagery which is ubiquitous. Uh, you know, if you've ever been involved in a birth, we all get the ultrasound imagery. It's all over the Internet and on social media. We know who this preborn neighbor is now. There is no excuse for us. So if we love our neighbor whom we have seen, now we can say we love God whom we've not seen. And the reverse is true. If we say we love our neighbor whom we have seen, uh, we have to be able to love God whom we have not seen. This is a litmus test for us as Christians, folks. Uh, we cannot say we love our neighbor and then not love God. People will know it. They'll see it. And they'll say, oh, you know, if you don't love your neighbor, you can't love God. The, the correlation is made amongst, the, uh, amongst non-believers. They get it. They get it. You can't say you love God and hate your neighbor. You just can't. And that's the point here uh, on First John chapter uh, four. So, folks, a couple of uh, action points I want you to take here. The first is you can support Tiny Heartbeat Ministries. I've already brought that up. You can go to their page and donate. You can also uh, share and like our podcast by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all the popular podcasting uh, platforms, as well as our Facebook page. Every Thursday at 7 p.m., we have a program that is uh, posted on social media and on YouTube, on my, pro, uh, on my pages. You can find out more by going to markharringtonshow.com. That's markharringtonshow.com. That gives you all the uh, opportunities to, uh, to either watch, listen to the program, and you'll get updated programs there. Follow me on Facebook on Mark Harrington Show. And help us financially as well. We need your support. We're about ready to launch phase two of our road trip for life. We'll be traveling to states like Indiana, Maryland, Virginia, even Washington, D.C. Uh, you can do that by going to createdequal.org and just click on the donate link there. Uh, also, we just returned from the Women's March in Washington, D.C., where we were part of the uh, opening events for the United States Supreme Court. Uh, this term just opened up on Monday. And while we were there, pro-abortion activists tried to disrupt our events 
there were hundreds, maybe thousands of them in Washington across America. Uh, Created Equal was at uh, several of these counter-protesting. Uh, basically, the message was this, that uh, abortion's an act of violence that kills a baby. This isn't about women. This is about the pre-born. And so we were there in Washington and we will be there on December 4th for the oral arguments of the case, which is Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, which could be the very case to overturn Roe v. Wade, which we've all been praying for now and been working towards for almost 50 years. This is our best opportunity since uh, the Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1992 to reverse Roe versus Wade and uh, begin the work, uh, which is ongoing, frankly, in the states across America to ban abortion. So you've been listening to your radio activists here on the Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more by going to markharringtonshow.com. And we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.